Hey everyone, welcome to The Green Room with Neil Griffiths. I am your host, Neil Griffiths. Uh, I've got a very special guest on the line right now. We're doing an international phoner, uh, Kevin from Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to The Green Room, man. Um, uh, it feels great to be here. <laughs> you, say it feels great. you say it feels great to be here. Uh, it is about 6pm Sydney time right now. What, where, where, you're in, in the UK, right? Yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in my living room under a blanket. Uh, it's about 9 a.m. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've had my breakfast. I've, uh, yeah, about to start my day. Yeah, well, happy Glastonbury Day, man. Uh, you guys are mere hours away from, from taking to the Glastonbury stage, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, very soon. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, we're, uh, we're excited to be playing just slightly before your, uh, your hometown heroes, Tim and Power. <laughs> yeah. This is a uh, Two Door Cinema Club's fourth time playing Glastonbury. Is that right? <laughs> um, that sounds like a question that I should know the answer to. Um, <laughs> and I've never um, been either, so you should know might, this. Yeah, it, I think it might be one or two times more than that. But I'm, I, you know, yeah, that roughly, loosely correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is um what does gig day look like, especially when you're playing? you know, a very minor and no-name festival like Glastonbury? Um, uh, well, this kind of going to be a little bit different for us because, you know, over the years, we've usually sort of had a... It's, I mean, it's such a big festival with huge, huge names, but we've kind of been very lucky to play on sort of like the big main stages that uh, the, the main stage or what's called the other stage was the second stage. But I mean... The second stage of Glastonbury could be, I mean, anywhere else. Um, but um, normally we sort of play, maybe like, we started out playing at like 11 a.m. And then through the years, we, we sort of, you know, maybe in the late afternoon, early evening. So this year, it's going to be the first time we're playing like properly in the nighttime. Mm. So um, it's exciting. We'll probably get there, watch a few bands, probably do some interviews play the gig and then unfortunately we've got to leave straight away because uh, we've got a gig the next day in Belgium so um, so you won't be able to watch Team Impala uh, I doubt it which is which is very depressing but um, <laughs> as as the nature of this festival go, I'm sure they will be uh, playing another one that I'll be at this summer. Yeah, well, I mean, look, by the time this podcast is actually released, we'll release it tomorrow, Sydney time, so uh, Glastonbury will be over by then. So congratulations, you nailed the set, well done. <laughs> We've c- completed the life-changing event. <laughs> um, dude, congratulations on the, the new album, False Alarm. Um, it's been out for just about a week now. Uh, how are you feeling now that it's, it's finally out there? Yeah, really good. Um, I mean, the reaction's been amazing. We, we, uh, it, it felt like we finished it so long ago. Um, and we just kind of were telling people about this thing that they couldn't hear for so long. Um, so it feels really, really good to, to get it out there. And um, I don't know, I think, I think we've always been a band that really values the sort of... Uh, the sort of art form of the actual album, you know, and, you know, we've always had singles and things like that, but, you know, we've always found it really important to have records and, and it be a, an experience. And it's not just sort of three singles and whatever you else have over it, left over. It's kind of very well thought out in terms of whole, you know, 
twelve song or ten song listen, you know, and I think it's been really important for us to get that full experience out. You know, we've been sort of feel like we've been just sort of being judged on the singles of the album for quite too, a little bit too long at the moment. So um uh yeah, it feels really good to finally present the whole record. I mean, you just mentioned that the having an album is so important because there are a lot of musicians, especially in 2019 in the age of streaming, where they say, you know, or a lot of opinion is that you don't really need an album. You can just release 12 singles back to back to back to back because it's as easy as putting it on Spotify now. Why do you think albums are still so important now? Well, I just think it's like there's a reason why albums exist, you know, and there's a reason why, you know, you can't have, everything all the time do you know what I mean and it's kind of it's it's kind of like if singles are your kind of gateway but I feel like the real the sort of sort of real substance and the real sort of meaning that sometimes can be hidden in something a little bit less instantaneous and and the feeling you get when you sort of understand that on a record is is so much deeper I think than the feeling you get with uh, the sort of the more commercial single sometimes. So I, I I personally, and I think a lot of people my age and I know the other guys in the band feel the same way of like, we've always had that experience of, of listening to albums from being a kid. And, and as much as I like big singles, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I would be able to, 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 to put up with a whole album of just pure singles. Mm. So, um, you know, I think you need different types of songs and different atmospheres and different ways of telling a story, I guess. Yeah, because False Alarm, I mean, the, obviously the reception has been really positive. One of the key things and one of the things that everyone has been saying the same thing over and over is that this is feels like you guys are really in your creative zone. It's probably the most fun album of the four you've done. I mean, down to the friggin' artwork, like you guys with the Lego hair and the skivvies. Do you think this is the most fun that Two Door Cinema Club are having since you guys started? Yeah, I think I think we have a freedom now that we've never had before. Um, I think partly it's a freedom we've allowed ourselves to have um, as much as other people are allowing us to have it. But um, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of, I think especially when it came to this album, we were in a good place sort of emotionally and we kind of, and we thought, why don't we just do whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck we want to do, you know, and just have a laugh mm. and and have fun with it. And we, um, yeah, we're lucky that we have other people around us who are just as crazy as we are sometimes. And you know, we we have a stupid idea and we just sort of have a laugh and go, should we try and make that happen? And then you know, we end up like sending our album into space or you know. <laughs> you know, getting a 35-foot inflatable fire extinguisher or, you know, mm. just stupid things like that. You know, we just, we find it really fun to just have stupid ideas and then actually do them. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting where you guys are at now because obviously you guys had a very dramatic a couple of years back in 2013, 2014. Uh, Alex Trimble did an interview with themusic.com.au that um, listeners can check out online, and he spoke about specifically that 2013-2014 period, and he actually said um, that the, I don't know if you recall this, that the 2013 North American tour you guys did was just the worst. Do you recall that tour? (laughs) Yeah. 
I, I remember the tour, yeah. I think, you know, that was the kind of, I think that brought a lot of things to the head, but it, it, it's something that has been going that way for a while. Um, I think we were just exhausted, to be honest. Um, too much time away from home, too much time together, too much too much everything, really. Um, and I think that tour specifically was one of those ones where we entered into it going, okay, we probably just need to get through this and then we'll be okay. It's like three weeks long. And then as we kind of got there, the tour just sort of getting kept on getting extended at, like during it. So it ended up being like seven or eight weeks this one tour of us together and we and I think that was what really pushed it over the edge mm. but uh, thankfully we uh, we made it through the other side yeah I'm quoting Alex here so tell me if, if I'm wrong blame Alex but he said he actually emailed you guys when you got back home from that tour and said you know we can't I can't do this anymore and you guys didn't even talk for a year at least yep that happened <laughs> it was one of those things where we didn't sort of have this big argument blow out or anything like that I think we all just needed to take a break and it's not like we sort of said okay well let's just have a year off we kind of just said you know none of us are really up for doing this right now the way things are so we'll I guess we'll just speak again if we ever are (laughs) up for it Um, so yeah, uh, it took about, yeah, it was maybe about six months, and then uh, and then we sort of started to, to talk again. Because that can be a blessing and a curse, right? For bands who start at such a young age, you guys, I think, deferred uni to get this band together. As far as you guys breaking up because you've been together for so long, how have you managed to to bridge that gap now? Yeah, I think um, I don't know. Everyone's different, obviously, but I think. I think we all came to realize that in our own way that we each really cared about band and we each really cared about um, making music and, and continuing on. And I guess we just needed to find um, an appreciation for each other's sort of individuality in, in, in that. And, um, and and luckily we, we did find that. And I, I wouldn't want to, it's easy in hindsight to make it seem like it was easy, but it was it was a long process and it was it was very and a very emotional process because as you say, you know, we it's not that just we deferred university. We we started this band when we were sixteen, seventeen. So we you know we were in high school and 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 all we cared about was was this band. And I mean, to the extreme detriment of our exams and our university <laughs> possibilities. Um, but um, you know we and that was all we cared about um, and you know it's we've been doing this for 12 years and it's not it's not as if we're really old now we've just started really young um, and it's just it, I guess it was so heavily a part of our formative years you know that sort of Growing up, becoming an adult, leaving home, you know, discovering who you are a lot of the time. Uh, for a lot of people, that's the sort of age where you sort of really become an individual. Um, and I think we find it hard to do that in a band setting. I think I think we're really lucky that none of us are the sort of stereotypical sort of rock star 
bad person or we none of us ever became so like inflated by our own ego that we it had to end in a spectacular you know uh, explosion mm-hmm. between us and um, I think all of us are quite um introverted and um I think that that helped us avoid a sort of explosive moment but at the same time I think it also meant that we didn't communicate things until it was too late and so I think these days we're much better at communicating things when when they need to be communicated much earlier on. So is it just really a matter of just weathering that kind of communication like you said like you know looking back to 2013 to now is it more just you guys are on the same page more you can talk more and as far as I guess managing your own egos or you know as you mentioned lack of egos. <laughs> well I wouldn't want to uh, you know maybe for me to say lack of ego is, is having an ego I don't know. Well it depends uh, what, what are you eating for breakfast right but, now? Had porridge. Say that's not rock star at all. And, no, I know it's not. <laughs> I, but there, I, I made it with champagne, though, right? Yes, I'd uh, say that. That's yes. Yeah, so now you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what the difference is now. I think we're yeah, we're a bit older. We're a little bit. I think we needed to have that experience to understand that if the band isn't there, we'll be okay. Do you know, I think I think part of it in the past was this fear. There was a huge fear that if the band doesn't exist, who am I? And that led to a lot of sort of uh, sort of uh, emotional sort of soul searching for each of us uh, during that period where we weren't together. But having the experience of knowing that you'll be okay if the band doesn't exist and it's not 100% of who you are. Sure, it's a part of who you are, but it's not all of who you are. I think that experience has allowed us to kind of appreciate so much more the the, the very lucky position that we're in and 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 allow us to to uh, I think we understand that you know it's very rare these days that you know the the bands of our generation go on and uh, and still are going to be a band in 20 30 years so you know that there's no I don't imagine there's many sort of Fleetwood Mac or Beatles kind of bands coming out these days. I think it's just the nature of how we consume music yeah. and in the modern world. So we're aware that, you know, bands have a shelf life and we just want to spend the, the time that we have, you know, enjoying what we do and trying to put out as good music as possible. It's awesome to hear that, and it's awesome that you guys are back. Um, and we just heard this week as well that Two Door Cinema Club will be coming to Australia this November. I think it's your first tour of the country in two years, right? Uh, three, I think. I think it might be I've three. Got, I've got 2017. I think we were there in 2016. Might have been 2017. You're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. You guys are playing yeah, in you're, uh, right. you're playing Melbourne, uh, South Australia. You're playing in Sydney. You're playing in Queensland. Um, yeah, man, we're really excited to have you back. Yeah, we, we're super excited. I feel like every time we've come recently, it's also been your guys' winter. So we're super excited to come and it's a bit warmer. And, uh, and yeah, we love Australia. Like, we've always had the best time. Um, so we're, we're really, really excited to get there. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming by the green room, man. Uh, good luck with Glastonbury night. Enjoy your porridge. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll be taking it to glass and bringing a Tupperware with me. Kevin, thanks so much, man. All right, thank you very much. Two Door Cinema Club are coming to Australia this November. Check out the guide on themusic.com.au for all the details. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much again, man. Great, thank you. Bye.